0: Welcome to Growing Home, the podcast that helps you take care of the place that means the most to you, your home. I'm your host, Terry Therian, alongside your co-host, Len Giddix. So Len, as we recap here on our, our conversation this morning with the veterinarians Andrea Dennis and Eva Serenovic, the hosts of Pet Talk and WTIC 1080, and also the veterinarians at Bloomfield Animal Hospital. You know what was your takeaway? What did you think?
1: It, it was the way that they perceived the holiday. It was through the animal, the pet's eyes. Um, it was totally different. I was I I was coming at it as an owner's point of view. Okay. We've got, uh, we've got to take the plants, the, the holiday plants, and move them up. We have to watch the ornaments on the tree, the tinsel. But when you think about it from a pet's point of view, the, the, all these guests are invading their home. And are they prepared for it?
0: Right, and, and it was less, we definitely went in there with the perception of, all right, what do we have to put away? What do we have to organize? What, what should we not bring in the household? But it was really as our guests come into our household, What does that mean for our pets? And then what does it mean for our guests? Exactly. And and what they should know about coming into our pets' household.
1: Exactly. And that's what we're going to discuss in the next three quarters of an hour, half hour. All that important stuff that, heck, you've been living with pets all your life, and you you were astounded uh, to some of these uh, ideas.
0: Definitely eye-opening. So with that, please enjoy and take note of our conversation with Andrea Dennis and Eva Seranovic, As our slogan is Where the Home Grows, and we focus on everything from plants in and around the home to our pets, we're always keeping in perspective that these two elements coexist. You know, whether it's fertilizing and feeding our landscape, or bringing plants indoors to spruce up our homes for the holidays, you know, we always have to remember that our pets are living in the same space. So, to help us maintain a safe environment for our pets, we have experts with us today, doctors Andrea Dennis and Eva sernovich hosts of Pet Talk, the popular weekly radio show that airs Saturdays at 2 p.m. on WCIC-AM and Practicing Veterinarians at Bloomfield Animal Hospital. Thank you guys for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, just to get going, if you guys could just share, you know, a quick, you know, history of your background?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm from Hartford, so I'm from a Connecticut native, as is Dr. Sarah Novich. I'm from Waterbury. <laughs> so, um, so we grew up on WTIC listening to Bob Steele, so um, this has been um, sort of a part of our, our family at WTIC. Um, we, um, you know, I think we're probably both veterinarians that knew this is something we wanted to do at such a young age, because it's really important to, um, know that you love pets, and that's and not just the fact that we, you know, fluffy, but just the fact that we could handle every aspect of it because not every part of being a veterinarian is pretty, but it is definitely one of the most rewarding jobs, and that's when, what gets me up every morning. Absolutely. And it's one of those things we are both people that wanted to be veterinarians since we were very little kids. So that is, <laughs> we're still here.
0: <laughs> How long ago did you guys start the radio show?
3: You know, I— I want to say like 17 years. How long have you has, have you been doing it, Lynn?
1: A, a full 17 years.
3: Okay, so then closer to 15 because um, it's been a while now. It's been a long time. Um, and I don't know where the years go, but it's um, I did not actually circle it on the calendar, but I know it's been well over a it was decade. It just yesterday. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: time flies.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, we, we usually go by our sons. I usually go by uh, the age of our sons, but it's been very close to 15 years.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So do you, do you find, you know, people that call in on the radio, you find, you know, the same stuff that you see in the hospital or different stuff, or sometimes they, you know, work hand in hand?
2: I think it's, it is the same topics. And because people, that's what's nice about doing a radio show because people have the same questions and other people are thinking about it. And a lot of people are going through the same experience, only they don't know anyone else who has. So they can call us to find out because we do see it and we're guiding them the same places we guide our clients.
3: Excellent, and and there's no rushing on the on when people call in. You know, sometimes when you're at the veterinary hospital, you're nervous, your pet is nervous, and you don't always spend the time you know the, to ask the questions or remember what questions to ask. Then you come home and like, oh, I should have said this, this, and this. So I think that's another role that we feel as a service that mm-hmm. we we enjoy and and makes the. It worthwhile in terms of preparing for the show coming in and spending an hour sometimes an hour and a half uh, because you do feel like you're helping people in the end
0: so uh you know now we're getting into you know everybody's preparing for thanksgiving and christmas and the holiday time so either from the radio show or from the the vet practice what do you guys see as you know common holiday time issues that our, our pet owners run into
2: I think the first, first thing that is in common with both holidays is the baking and the goodies and the food. The food. And the people over that aren't paying any attention to what's going on with your animals. Um, I mean, when you're doing baking goods, you have to worry about things like yeast. If you're doing sugar substitutes, you have to worry about xylitol. If you're making other desserts, chocolate is poisonous to dogs. It can be to cats, but they don't eat as much. They're not that... They're pickier about life. Yeah. Um, both holidays, people think it's okay to throw the scraps out for their animals, so they'll do the fatty parts of the turkey they're not going to eat. Well, the dogs shouldn't eat them either. It's not just us. So we see pancreatitis right after Thanksgiving and Christmas because there was too much fat given to them. Um, we're going to throw them the bones from the turkey. I mean, those are the, the things that both holidays have in common is the food.
0: Gotcha, um, gotcha.
2: And, and your guests don't know that they shouldn't do this if they don't have dogs. So they're happily throwing things or they have things in their purse that's toxic to your dogs and they leave it around and the dog sticks their nose in the purse and next thing you know you've got a problem.
0: Absolutely, so definitely recommending a yeah. A warning or a heads up to the guests as they come in mm-hmm. that the, the dog eats from the dog bowl and not from the table.
3: Exactly. Right. And the, and the cat. And and the other thing with the holidays, things that are brought into the home that you normally don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a lot of po- plants, you know, holiday plants that mm-hmm. are very festive. And um, we enjoy them. But you're you're b- busy time of year and your cat will start nibbling on um, the amaryllis and that's not necessarily the best thing for them or the poinsettias.
2: And what are the presents that people bring
3: in? Right? <laughs> so those are are worrisome. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the third thing would be the stress. Sometimes holidays are are um, nerve-wracking for people. The pets are also stressed, right. With Strangers coming in the home, and that is can be a big deal as well, yeah, we you
0: know, I win. never thought about that, but mm-hmm. absolutely because you know, all all these people are coming over, and then the pet is stressed. You know that's not a good situation for their behavior mm-hmm.
2: or they or sometimes physically too. Yeah. Some animals react. By getting diarrhea when they're stressed. Right. I mean, those things, those things do happen. Urinary tract infections? Yes,
3: absolutely. Yeah. Really? yeah. So we, we we're tend to be very busy during the holidays, I yes. would say. That's not necessarily a good thing. Um, and, and, again, we there are actual pets that have anxiety. I mean, that is whether it's noise anxiety, fear anxiety, if somebody's coming over to visit and they want to bring a pet. So there's a lot of dynamics that can change over these Mm -hmm. fun time of the year yeah
0: so actually for pet anxiety it's actually a very big topic right now for Mm -hmm. the pet product space are there things that you guys are finding or, or recommend for dogs with anxiety or preparing for when uh the guests are coming over
2: well i think it's knowing what the personality of your dog is and if they can't handle the guests then maybe they need to have their own place where they can be away from everybody especially if there's children they're not used to um Maybe they need their own space, their own room. There's medications out there that that we prescribe for dogs to help mm-hmm. them through these situational areas, so they don't have to be so
3: worked up. Right. Um, and, I, and I think the medicine is important. And mm-hmm. we, we were just on the air talking about um, Halloween and mm-hmm. um, and saying this is the week to call your veterinarian. You you know to, to start getting the drugs that you might need and the situation set up, but be prepared. Right. And then New Year's you have fireworks. You know, so all those things. Uh, affect our pets are really have become family members and they are uh, really affected by so many of our holidays in this short time of year.
0: Yeah, you know, I think this is a, an unexpected great reminder. Um I was actually at a wedding last weekend and mm-hmm. it, the uh the parents of the groom they're both he- horse veterinarians. And we were walking their farm uh, the day after the wedding and everything, and a big thing they talked about, it actually came up, was what they do to prepare for Fourth of July yes. Right. and to move all the horses into pastures to make sure, you know, they're in areas to make sure they can't get loose, you know, because right. when, when the horse gets so stressed, they can easily break out of what is a well-structured paddock. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that that's a, a great thing to think about and, you know, definitely prepare ahead of time.
2: Mm-hmm. I think one of the other things I think about is when you mention animals come, people bringing pets when they visit and bringing pets to family. Be kind to your family members if you're (laughs) going to bring your animal. I see this all the time. Make sure your flea and tick control is up to date because I've had flea infestations from the guests. And it really ends up that everyone is very unhappy in the family after that happens. So if you're going to bring your animal along, make sure they're flea-free. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the relatives too. Yeah.
0: exactly
3: <laughs> and if they're a, itching behind their ears yeah. and take a shower yourself right exactly. <laughs> exactly there you
0: go you know i have a dog at home and we often have friends bring their dog over um, anything that you see you know they're, they're two happy dogs at home and then the other dog comes over and it's coming into the other dog's territory is, is that a common thing you you guys run into or hear of where behaviorally that's a, a difficult situation of a one pet coming into another pet's home
2: it can be. I mean, if you don't have an easygoing dog who doesn't care. I mean, some dogs don't care. Other mm-hmm. dogs, this is a that's a stressful thing having somebody else come into their home and mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly I don't bring my dog neither do I to anybody's house. No. I I just keep them separate and don't I don't want to get into that kind of trouble cuz you can have fights, you can have all sorts of things happen and then you know, it's the holidays the two dogs are fighting, someone tries to stop it, they get bit, they do it improperly. It's ugly. Mm-hmm. Why make Christmas into right. that?
0: You know, with presents under the tree and everything and mm-hmm. stuff for them to get into, or even, even the holiday plants come in, let's say they do get into something, um, that's, you know, they shouldn't have eaten, whether it's poisonous to them or is causing an allergic reaction. What right. are the, what are the, what, one, what should we look for? Okay. Cause you can't always keep your eyes on the dog or, or the cat or anything. Right. And it's always when you're not looking, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: Right, and sometimes you don't even notice it for a day later, especially if the plant is in your house and your dog or cat has gotten at it. I think things to, if your pet is vomiting and diarrhea, are the main symptoms that we tend to see with any of these plants. Not that necessarily some of these plants are going to cause death. We do have a couple on our list here that do. Um, But it's um, more... You just want to make sure that it, if there's vomiting and diarrhea, you want to look around for a reason why that would be happening. Sometimes some of the more severe symptoms are depression. Not only that, but they're logy, um, And then we have a few that can actually cause um, cardiac issues and tremors, neurological mm-hmm. issues. If you have a cat or dog that's all of a sudden just coming into your room and you see that they're hypersalivating. That's one of your first clues, mm-hmm. you know, because even with something that may not kill them in terms of plants and even the, the Christmas tree water additives, all those things, then if they're hypersalivating, you know, they got into something and you try to look around the house. And that's why, because so many things, sometimes you find them in the middle of the night, we really want you to have certain things, certain phone numbers handy so that you can call of time your own veterinarian's not going to be there but if you have a, that number the local emergency hospital that your veterinarian w- works with and we love the poison control phone number for everyone to have that
0: so if if there's you know you're, you're recognizing some behavior in your pet and you know something you, you reasonably believe they gotten into something you know what's what are the steps I mean, is the first thing to call the vet hospital
2: First first thing, if they're acting strangely, is call either your veterinarian or the emergency veterinary hospital if it's after hours. Mm -hmm. If you saw that they did eat something and you know what they ate, then the first call I would make is to the ASPCA poison control number. And what is that number? It is 1-888-426-4435.
3: We we don't want to recommend that people try to... figure things out on their own. That's right. when we run into trouble. Right. And even when we do the, the, the radio show, we always either tell people to call your veterinarian, even when we're giving advice. But what w- we would recommend, because many times if you catch them eating something that sh- they should not have, you wanna be able to induce vomiting. Even poison control is probably gonna recommend that. We're not gonna tell you exactly how to do it, <laughs> but we will say that you should always have an unopened bottle fresh bottle of hydrogen peroxide. You know, the one that comes in that dark brown bottle? Yep. Um, You can give a certain amount and that will induce vomiting in dogs. We would never use it in cats. Right. but it's one thing that for the listening audience that just to know to, to always have an unopened bottle because it can come in useful with the guidance of veterinary professionals on how to use it to get whatever they've eaten evacuated out of the stomach
2: right and, and the guidance is for how much to give as well as is it a substance that shouldn't you should not induce vomiting because right. there are some things with that are, it's, it's contraindicated right gotcha right. and then
0: what if it's uh what if it's something that that's like hard in nature like if like, uh, my dog growing up ate one of my Legos.
2: Well, well, Legos is, is not a bad thing. Um, the no. good news is mo- most things that they ingest, probably 80% of the time, will pass just fine. It's the 20% of the time that it decides that it is going to puncture something, get stuck somewhere along the way. Right. So what we usually tell people is to watch carefully. If you know your dog ate, you know, always call your veterinary hospital, but it ate this, then you're going to be watching very carefully for vomiting, diarrhea no stool, loss of appetite, those are the things you'll be watching for if they decided to eat, you know, the brand-new Lego set under the tree.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Great, great. That sounds painful. Yeah.
3: And even, too, when people call their veterinarian and say it's, like, um, you know, 9 in the morning, and, and people say, well, I just... The best thing, generally, is to bring them into the hospital and have the, the veterinary staff will and the doctors will work on trying to get the product if it's necessary to come on out. Mm-hmm. Like, if, again, we see a lot from Halloween um, again to the first of the year, we see the xylitol is a real issue. You have that sugarless bubble gum that people put on the counters, the Mm -hmm. kids eat them and then leave it on the counter and the dogs get to that and that can cause liver failure. Um, we see Xylitol that.
0: is a, a, a chemical in the gum.
3: Yeah, it's the um, sugar-free additive. Okay. It's the it's what's put inside sugar-free gum. Mm-hmm. Not every sugar-free product has it, but most of them do. You do, and it begins with an X. It's X y l i t o l. So you can't mix this Yeah, uh, and some
2: sugar-free peanut butters have it too.
3: That that's become a big which problem. Is, big, is a problem because people put pills, their pets' pills, in right, their peanut butter, or
0: stuff the toys with the peanut butter. Yeah, so you yeah. got to
2: stick with Skippy and those right. kind of things. If you go to the sugar-free ones that people are getting from health food stores to be healthy, they can not have xylitol in them.
3: Now, I will have, um, we, and we've had that happen, and I will sort of direct people how to get the, the, the dog to vomit the gum at home. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if it's someone that I know they can handle it, you know, if you've got a 95-year-old woman that is living alone and panicking, then maybe I would just have them bring them right to the animal hospital. But the sooner you can get those products up, usually within an hour is our ideal window Mm -hmm. sometimes two hours Uh, but the sooner we can get that up the better
0: and and, you know just to add to it and this is actually from personal experience is uh you know this time of the year uh you know all the mice start coming in and looking Mm -hmm. for warmth so we had the mice baits out and our the mice actually because they're they mice think they're food had dragged it out of the place we had it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: my dog found it Mm -hmm. and ate it and luckily i saw him chewing on it Mm-hmm. pulled it out of his mouth and realized what it was. I and mean, we, we both called the, I run right to the vet and the, the vet called poison control. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and and it, that's actually becoming a more serious problem as we go on because it, it used to be they were all anticoagulants and the treatment was pretty, it, once you know that it happened, treatment's pretty straightforward. As long as you know that it happened, you catch it in time. There are some newer poisons out there that you're tr- there's not a lot you can do about. Mm-hmm. Um They've changed, uh, you know. They've changed what they put in some of these products because of some regulations. And so you're right; it's really important to put them somewhere where the mice can't do that to you, and where the, your animals can't get to them. Because for some reason, they're always attracted to these things, and they will eat them. Right. And I've had dogs find them on the shelf that people put them on and right. eat them. So really has to be locked up away and not near your animals. Yep. Garages. Yeah. Yeah,
3: garages is another one, especially when the weather gets a little bit exactly. <laughs> colder. And I
2: won't put them in my house cuz I have cats and I don't want cats eating right. eating the dead mouse that either. just ingested it. You know, that happened to die right after ingesting.
0: Yeah. And I think there's uh even more pet safe poisons uh coming out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So as far as the plants and the greens that we're bringing in, so we have you know the decorations coming in for the holiday season. Are there any in particular that you think the pet owners should watch out for?
2: No tinsel. <laughs> Cats eat tinsel, and tin- and and that will cause an obstruction. And then it and doesn't then doesn't digest well. No, it causes an obstruction, and there you are on Christmas Day
3: in surgery. You don't want to do that. Yeah. It tends to just sort of, t- uh, the, the intestines just become a very tight accordion mm-hmm. with the, any type of string with cats. But right. But Christmas and h- it's it, the tinsel that in. Right. And the ribbons around presents. Right. This you have to be careful one. with ribbons. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. My presents don't have ribbons on them. Mon- yeah. They're not as pretty as some people's, but you know, But the, it's <laughs> safer. It's happen. Yeah. That, that really is a big thing. And then the other thing, too, is that they will, um, the, the water around the tree, depending on what you put into it, you have to be careful with that because c- cats and dogs love water. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you know how often you have to fill the water bowl. And sometimes they're sitting there and the water bowl's empty. And you're like, oh, you know, I forgot to fill it up. But they'll find it if it's underneath the tree. So we always recommend, and I'm sure probably, Len, you t- I don't know if you recommend putting anything in, but we just recommend water.
1: You don't need anything. Just, yes. you know, when the tree is put into the stand, use hot water. As hot as you can. It comes mm-hmm. out of the tap. And keep adding hot water it's just to soften up the resins. You don't need any additives. It's... Just extra money spent when you could be spending it on my Christmas present.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
3: And then it's safer for the pet. So that's what we're going with. Excellent. No additives. We've always recommended, but the expert also agrees. So that's perfect. Great.
0: There we go. And, and, Len, is that hot water all season long?
1: All season long. The most
3: important thing is to
1: remember to put it in. Check it every <laughs> day. Yes.
0: So uh, just recap. So if they do get into something, call the vet hospital, mm-hmm. and then... Always have the number for poison control handy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've called it myself; worked great, and the uh, do dog's alive and well. So. Yeah,
3: and <laughs> even when you do it, it's a there is a fee for it. But even if they start with poison control, and then you ha- they say, well, you have to go to your veterinarian. Your veterinarian will also call, and there's not an additional charge. So, I mean, it can be a ten day stint at the hospital, and poison control will work with you constantly without any additional cost, too. So, the question for us a lot of times, and I know. Land, you might have to, if you can pronounce the poinsettia. I call it poinsettia. Is that saying it the right way?
1: You know, Bob Steele used to correct us every year. Yes. But I always say poinsettia, too. Okay, good. Mm-hmm.
3: Cause, so, everyone, we get those calls like my cat nibbled on the leaf of the poinsettia. Should I bring them down right away? That's one of the holiday plants that we tell people to relax a little bit about. Okay, okay. it can cause upset um, stomach and cause irritation around the mouth, but it is extremely rare that it's going to kill any dog or cat, and we usually don't even worry about evacuating it, but just being prepared that they may have some GI problems, some vomiting, diarrhea, and like I said, that salivation that we talked about before.
0: So if we do see them get into the poinsettia... Don't panic. Should we give them more water, or...?
3: I usually give them some food. Put something else in their mouth so that that taste is gone. That irritant is gone. Exactly. That's what we would do with that. But then we have, and a lot of the um, people will go over with... um, what do you call them like formations? What, plant formations? Flower arrangements. Flower arrangements <laughs> 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 Yes, flower arrangements. And there are some deadly things in flower arrangements. Yes. <laughs> um it,
2: even this time of year, lilies will still be in flower arrangements. And lilies all parts of a lily are deadly to cats. To cats. They will cause kidney failure. So I don't I don't have lilies in my flower arrangements or mm-hmm. I pull them out because it doesn't matter where you put them in the house, the cat will get to them, so you've
3: gotta get right. you shouldn't have those in the house. Great. And the Mm -hmm. other one that we watch out for is the um, amaryllis and the cyclamen too. Both Those, um, again, should um, can cause – you don't want them to – if they get into a little bit, it's probably okay. But the best thing really is not to have those plants in the house. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what we want to try to approach Mm -hmm. is there's no reason – sorry, you just can't enjoy it. Enjoy the the Christmas cactus. That's a little bit – that's a lot safer than like the cyclamen or definitely the lilies. So avoidance would be the best thing. Of not having some of these plants in the house. What about don't? holly or mistletoe? Yeah, we, we were talking they're, about that. They're, they can—they're not
2: as as bad as something like a cyclamen. They can cause some vomiting and diarrhea. In large amounts, you can have some issues with depression and low blood pressure. But they're not—they're a little bit more than the poinsettia. Right. Not as bad as something like a cyclamen.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. And then the mistletoe a little bit more than the holly berries. Right. And most people don't have a lot of mistletoe around. Usually it's like one little And it's
2: straight. usually hanging up off the ceiling, so it's okay.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lens his eyes are watering. oh no, I have lots of mistletoe wherever I go. Well you
1: know, the proper way is to uh, when you steal a kiss under the mistletoe <laughs> is to take a, a berry off. Uh, and when there's no more berries it's impolite to have
3: a kiss. Okay. I didn't not know yeah, that. That's
1: Victorian. Oh nice. Uh, uh, what about a uh, paper whites I know, though that's kind of after? Christmas, mm-hmm. but those are narcissus, and I know that narcissists uh, with daffodils. Yes, the bulbs. What, yeah, are not good.
2: Not good. Yeah, the bulbs can actually, you can cause seizures if ingesting the bulbs, and you're. it's a good thing to bring up, because sometimes that's a Christmas present, right? That somebody gives yeah. you an arrangement mm-hmm. with just the bulbs in it, so that's right. a good thing to bring up. So is that
0: bulbs in general, or just that? The
2: narcissist uh, bulbs are, are can be toxic. Or the
3: daffodils.
0: Gotcha. So even planting in the garden... Um, yes,
2: you do have to be careful where you plant. If you have a dog that's uh-huh. going to dig up and eat things, then you have to be careful what you put in there.
3: And our favorite thing to warn people about is the cocoa mulch too. Eating the cocoa mulch is dangerous because that gets back into the chocolate toxicity. Yep. So um, it it's constant. You just your pets just. I love the smell of, of cocoa mulch, but we don't have it around our yeah. house.
1: When I brought the cocoa mulch in for the first time, my kids were. You know, eight and nine, and they would bag it up and the baggies and actually sell it to their friends for <laughs> five cents a bag.
3: <laughs> it really does smell pretty good, but
0: yeah, so, and that's got to be probably part of the reason why the dogs are getting into it, right? The scent is so much different mm-hmm. than oh, yeah. absolutely your, your cedar mm-hmm. mulch. Mm-hmm. It smells out there, good. So. Yeah, it does. So it smells good and it's bad for them.
3: And one last thing about um, things that are under under the tree. So if you bake baked goods like brownies and chocolate um, cookies, don't put them under the tree. Your dog or cat's going to find them, and that's dangerous. And then um, a common gift for cats is catnip, and especially if you do have a new pet in the house or a new cat that dev- sometimes young cats, you never know how they're really going to respond to catnips, and it, it can make them some cats more aggressive actually, then I'm um, just, okay, man, I'm <laughs> cool and chilled. It can, it, You want to be able to test your cat, how it responds to catnip before you just leave it underneath the tree or give it to someone else. The
2: gotcha. other interesting present is people give you these arrangements with the flavored uh, coffees, yep. like the powdered flavored coffees. Mm-hmm. I had a dog eat a, a whole bunch of that once, mm-hmm. and both the chocolate and the coffees is toxic and the coffee's toxic. Mm-hmm. So that that animal ended up at the emergency hospital because somebody just put the package under the tree.
3: So, yeah, only Legos underneath the tree, it oh, looks like. Legos <laughs> was the safest thing to have. <laughs> oh, man, I thought it was <laughs> the scariest am <laughs> Just thinking
1: about it, what about the fruit arrangements? The, are they, is there anything that we have to worry about there? Mm-hmm, the uh, grapes.
3: Please. Grapes are horrendous. Grapes, raisins, if you bake with yes. raisins. Uh, avocados. Um, I don't know if that's in a fruit basket, but those can be dangerous to pets too. But the grapes, are that, we're finding that's causing, and people tend to feed their pets grapes. You know, just well, we never it, knew.
2: It's, it's a fairly right. recent thing. We don't know why it's toxic. No, right. we, they haven't been able to figure that out yet. And it seems to have a variability from one animal to the other, but that can cause kidney failure. I, when I was a kid, it used to be fun to, because it was hard for them to eat the grape. So it was entertainment to roll a grape and watch mm-hmm, a dog eat it. Mm-hmm. But
1: Well, tell me it's okay for me to eat grapes.
3: Yes, you can okay. still do that. Your kidneys will be fine.
0: <laughs> Picking the grapes and the mistletoe berries.
1: <laughs> well, what about the Christmas tree? Uh, okay. There's a number of different kinds. The real prickly kind that uh, is going to get somebody's nose scratched up. Um, and maybe there's allergies to certain furs versus spruces. Mm -hmm.
2: There there can be allergies. You can get itchy. I mean, I guess the other thing I think about with the Christmas tree itself is if you have a dog that's a chewer and you chew a bunch of pine needles into your stomach, that's not going to be good for you.
3: That's irritating and, and can cause some scratching of the intestine. The other thing is kittens and cats, they love to get in the tree. They love to hop in there, mm-hmm. and so we know many people that own cats, and they actually tie the tree to the ceiling, you know, right. they, so that the cat, the tree doesn't fall over, and that yeah. was also quite often an issue as well. You also,
2: I used to do the non-break when I had kittens. The non-breakables were at the bottom half of the tree. Oh, the ornaments.
3: Yes, because mm-hmm.
2: they smash mm-hmm. that you know they'd go flying
3: but the allergies to trees we don't see that that often you may have had a situation personally yeah, I think but, I do. okay <laughs> and and then you just sort of know then and you'll have to go do you just go with a fake one now
0: well we took that tree out and we're going to try a different um species of tree this year okay. or maybe
3: yeah, there's okay. maybe there's
2: some medication that needs to be had if you need to <laughs> if you want to have a real tree there <laughs> might be to be medication during that
3: time or right. allergies. Yeah, but we, I don't see that that often, do you? Not
1: often. You don't know Eddie. It's 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 Terry that's going to need the medication. <laughs> 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 but in terms
3: of safety of Christmas tree, like the Douglas firs are generally safe and the spruce, they're not really uh, toxic trees and those are really the most common ones around around here.
0: Anything else in your mind for, you know, safety around the holidays? I mean, we covered a ton.
3: Uh no, I I no, I think it would be just somewhat re- repetitive. I, I really think the thing about the, the fatty foods and those, because right. the pancreatitis, we see so many cases of vomiting and diarrhea from after Thanksgiving. Um, that right. Those days after Thanksgiving are really busy.
1: And it's I think it's important, knowing this now, to, to inform your guests who don't have pets yes. that, listen, you don't feed anything I don't want anything fed to the dog right. and be stern about it, right. or the cat.
3: Right, or if they want to give something, then just have like a little bowl full of um, kibble and give it, and that's what they can give. Because some times people want to do that, but it just should be the dog food or the cat food.
2: And keep your alcoholic beverages away from the dog. It's not. Some people think it's funny, but alcoholic beverages away from the dog. They can get very sick. Right.
1: Why don't we repeat that uh, poison control, animal poison control center number
2: again? Sure. Very important. It's 1-888-426-4435. And what you want to be able to tell them is the size, what type of animal, the size of your animal, the amount of the substance that you think was ingested, and how long ago it might have happened.
0: Well, thank you guys both so much for your time this afternoon. You're welcome. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, lot of pet owners will surely appreciate the, the heads up as we prepare for the holidays. So that's Dr. Andrea Dennis and Eva Sarinovich. You can catch them every Saturday at 2 p.m. on WTIC-AM Pet Talk.
3: And our website is BloomfieldAnimalHospitalCT.com.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. For notes from this episode, check out the blog section of our website at MackeysInc.com. That's M A C K E Y S I N C. Com. And remember, where that is, and what you love, that's home. Mackie's, where the home grows. Hey.